Everyone, please relax. We're here. The boys are back, and we're doing another episode of Loud About Nothing. Okay, 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 okay. Everyone, calm down. It's me. It's your boy. It's the fucking hottest dude in the podcast game. Okay, that Thotty Bubadi. All right, the fucking mogul himself, Sebi Chianti, Sebastian Canelli. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Everyone, chill, please, please. Everyone, please chill. Okay, he's here, and he's here every week. And he is looking cute to boots, okay? He's got his North Face tied up tight to his back to show everybody how cool he is. It is my nephew, the cute boy himself, Robbie. Robbie, say what's up. What are you talking about, my was, North Face? I was told, uh, Robbie, they can't see you, so I might okay, as well just all right, say yeah, I got I a, I got a North Face tied up tight to my back. Of course, you look cute. Why can't Thank I, you. Uh, Robbie? Do do you really want me to tell the truth about what what I think you look like right now? <laughs> you look like you rolled out of bed again. Yeah. <laughs> another episode where Robbie looks like he rolled out of bed, and I gotta cover his ass and say how hot he is once again. Uh, well, thank you, Sebastian. Of course, baby, baby, I got you, Robbie. Okay, <laughs> you're my sweet little nephew. Okay, I got you. <laughs> blood is blood, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. 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 Yes, I got to intro the guests because the guests might leave before we even start. <laughs> okay. All right, we got to Oh, we only bring on moguls. We only bring on the hottest people in the game. And she fucking crushes the internet. You better fucking know her. If you are a woman that's a mother that lives in Brooklyn, she's coming for you, okay? She is coming for your ass, okay? Check her out. It's Sydney Battle. Sydney, what's up? Hi. I just <laughs> I just want to say thank you for having me first. Okay. And then also the ease with which baby uh, slipped out of your mouth just there, <laughs> I think scared both of you. I, did. Like, <laughs> I think it was a first time. It was like when I started calling my high school science teacher, Jared, as a joke. And then one day in the hallway, he said, hey, Sid. And I said, hey, Jared. <gasps> oh, and then it got weird. Yes. The it minute got a it gets weird. natural. It it got a little weird. Usually I call him Playboy. I usually call him Playboy, <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes Or Baby Boy. But you kind of just boy. stopped at baby there. And the tone with which you said it was <laughs> yeah. very emotional. You I mean, know, I think it's beautiful. Male friendship is beautiful, but um It's but, hard. Sydney, it's hard to be a, a man and a friend sometimes. I don't I mean I should not complain about this. <laughs> This is not what no, I want to I want to hear. I will say this. My mom d did say to me the other day, and I didn't tell you this, Robbie. Uh, she did say when you get the vaccine, when when Rob, when Rob, because they don't call him Robbie, they go, when Rob gets the vaccine, <laughs> tell him after he gets a second shot, he's coming over for dinner. So uh, just so you know, meeting I, the parents. Yes, my, my parents. My, and they go and tell him if it's hot, tell him to bring his swim trunks. That's what my mom said. OK, that's nice. You have a pool. I have I have a pool, but we didn't get it till um, I was an adult. So oh, okay. I, I like that you have to add that clarification. I do. I, I didn't get the joys of having a Sounds pool practiced. as a kid. Yes. Yeah. It, it is. You <laughs> like, know what it is? Don't think any different of me. We have a pool, but you got to know. <laughs> I couldn't use it. I couldn't use it as a kid. I didn't grow up a little pool boy splashing around. <laughs> pool boy. No, no. We had a back. We had grass. We just had big grass. And now we have pool. We have the Big opposite. Grass. I had a above ground pool and now I have grass. That's beautiful. Whoa. <laughs> what about oh, you, wow. Sydney? What'd you have? Uh, we never had a pool. No, it was just grass and we were kind of in the woods. 
Uh, so we had a huge kind of like woodsy forest behind us with a ton of like deep ditches and uh, like a little playset, I guess, at the back of the backyard. It was a big space. Where was this? Northern Virginia. I, I think I knew that. That's nice, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. Virginia is a little confusing for me, to be honest well, with you. Yeah. So Northern Virginia is the primary reason the state turns blue because yes. it's a bunch of like, it's very bougie. And despite mm -hmm. having, like, I think it's inside of Northern Virginia, there's the first and second wealthiest counties in the country. Like that's what that area is like, but they, the people think they're very progressive. So you'll get like a lot of conservatives, but then also the people who like love Joe and Kamala. My yeah. God, they're, they're saving <laughs> <Yeah>. grace. Like, <laughs> And most of the people work in government or in the private sector. And so of my I used to go to Virginia every summer. I went to my aunt and uncle lived in Alexandria. So I would go That's Northern Virginia. Yeah, that is Northern Virginia. Did you go? I remember when the fucking um, the Ray Frost Cafe rolled into town over there. Oh, at the. You remember this huge, huge time for me? Yes, I had a birthday party or two there. Oh, oh I got the mug still. I still rock. It. It's, a <laughs> it's a nice size mug. Mm hmm. You so could I, sell that um, at some bougie flea market for $200. I'm sure I can. Oh, definitely. Wait, I saw I, a sweatshirt there. I went to the Silver Lake flea market here in LA. There's a Dennis Rodman sweatshirt. The guy was charging $300 for it. Absurd. I'm so pissed that my mom threw out all my old starter jackets. Oh, oh yeah. You can make money with those. Because when I was, bag. I, I know, I know I could be fucking caking it right now. Because when I was a boy, <laughs> I was the size of a man. Also, so like, <laughs> like this would be perfect. I was a, I was a large when I was a little boy, so it would be perfect. Mm -hmm. I could make so much money. I'm really sorry for you, but look, you, you seem like you're doing fine. You got a lot of sneakers behind you. You want to know something? I have a new pair, and as soon as we started, I went, "Fuck!" I didn't put out my new pair of sneakers. You want to go switch them out? No, I don't. I'll I'm give not. you a moment if you need it. No. Robbie and I can just wait. It's not about the sneakers. I have to remember that. But I am going to start writing them off. Even though I don't make a dollar from the podcast, I'm going to start writing off my sneakers. I love that for you. Right? It's personal growth or whatever. I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to the, my tax guy is horrible. He's, oh, no, he's great. I should be on record. Is he your dad? Uh, it's my dad's buddy. <laughs> oh, so yeah, mine's my mom. Oh, I'm like, nice. yeah, let me talk to my tax guy. And it's just me texting my mom something. <laughs> All right. Before the podcast started... You were, we were talking about the internet because you crushed the internet. Everyone should go check out Sydney's uh, Sydney. Uh, it's Sid Battle, right? Your handle? Yeah, either Sid Battle or Sydney Battle. Beautiful. Oh, no. You should go check it out because she does these fucking hilarious videos, right? And we were talking about you getting DMs and you get dick pics in DM, correct? Uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, wait, let me be on, on record. Yes, this is a bad thing. This is not a good thing, right? We are not yeah. promoting this, please. They're never solicited. Yes. Never. I did have a moment of growth recently when a dude messaged me, can I please show you my penis? Question mark. <laughs> and honestly, that's still bad, but at least he asked. Sure. Did you respond? Of course not. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. In that general, I'm like a deeply socially anxious person. And so usually responding to like any DM is very difficult for me or especially message requests. And so I feel really, really guilty, too, because sometimes I do want to talk to people, but I'm like, oh, no, what's going to happen here? And then what if it goes here? And what will that do to this relationship? And it's just I get into an anxiety spiral. 
So baseline, it's hard for me. And then for a man asking to show me his penis, it's no. Yeah. But the other day, this guy, (laughs) this happened at like 2.30 in the morning, your time. Okay. He sends me a Snapchat, which is insane because who's using Snapchat that way? You know, like I'm not posting shit on there. What is he doing? I was a camp counselor with this dude eight years ago for a single summer, barely talked to him. He was like, not really my friend. Out of the blue, this dude sends me a video of him going like this. (gasps) It's just like on a loop, him just kissing at the camera and it zooms into his face as he does it. So it's just over and over again, over and over again. And I, I was so shook by it. I like opened my computer and I opened the photo booth and I like took a video of myself because I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what was he expecting that that you would see him and be like, oh, I should kiss the the my uh, my screen. Exactly. Or that what I would respond and be like, oh, hey, Kyle, I haven't talked to you in so long. So great to hear from you. Wow. Kiss, kiss. Yes. Hello. No. <laughs> Do you think you were the only recipient of it? Or do you think yes. he just did a kiss and sent it to like every girl on the Snapchat? I was no, like, somebody's got a bite. <laughs> I think it was me specific. And not to be like self-centered about it. It's that like a couple months ago, he randomly DM'd me on Twitter. Oh. Being like, oh, okay. classic opener of like, hey, you're famous now. And I was like, hell well, no. And then I said, um, what a blast from the past. Like, and then didn't respond to it. He responds to me and goes, so where are you living now? And that's when I was like, okay, no, 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 no. This dude is not good. And so I didn't open it. I didn't respond. And then two months later, he decides that that's the next step. Of course. (laughs) It's the obvious progression. When people don't open my DMs, I I go, get my mom, get the video camera. We got to make the kiss video, mom. Okay. And then we send the kiss video. I would love if his mom helped him with this. That was, it was... <laughs> Sydney, mm. Mm. I am so excited for this topic that you want to get loud about, to be honest. Are you? I actually am very excited. Okay. I was my I was Thank talking God. to my dad uh before about a couple of a couple of these stories. Uh just to just to get a couple ducks in the row. Great. What do you want to get loud about today, Sid? Ghosts. Yeah. Spirits. To quote the Long Island medium, spirit. Oh my god, you're a fan. Teresa okay, Caputo. I don't even know if fan is the right word, but I am just fascinated by her because if you haven't seen the show, it's like they'll take her to a grocery store and she's just like shopping for milk and her family's with her and she goes, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> the spirit's coming to me. No, it's coming to me. The spirit is here. And her family is like, please, Teresa, do not do this. And there's a woman like three aisles over just trying to like buy butter or something and Teresa can't stop it she goes oh my god I can't stop it the spirit the spirit is here and she goes up to the woman and she'll just touch her arm and be like hello my name is Teresa I'm a medium did your father pass very recently well he's just all he's saying in my head is she never picks the good cheese like it's just it's insane but literally the entire show there's there's very little structure like maybe sometimes they'll have her do a reading with a group of people but it's just them following her around her daily life like going to the bank and all of a sudden she's like oh god oh my god <laughs> it's a burden <laughs> that's what makes it such a blessing it's a burden for Teresa. she does not want to have the show exactly she's just living her life 
And like her family doesn't want her. She's like, I have to go up and tell this person because um, I, I, it's my duty. It's it's her duty. And also, she's in Long Island, so all the specifics are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does someone had a father named Tony that passed away? <laughs> Does someone? He was a construction worker. He he, he says he says that uh, he misses taking the L I double R with you. He misses <laughs> taking the Long Island Railroad with you. Okay. Are do you believe in mediums? Uh, no. Mm. I don't believe in mediums. I, uh, Robbie, I, I believe in something uh, not a little really. different. I believe, I believe that people can communicate with spirits, and probably see them, but I don't believe anyone that can do it on demand. Exactly. Yeah, with the with the camera crew around. A hundred percent. Like, I don't know. It's not like maybe this woman does have a connection to some spirits and shit, but like. It's just very hard for me to believe that. <laughs> like, I don't believe people can see the future either, even though I don't think, even though I think time is a flat circle and like not linear. I'm on record saying I, the one thing I know is time's not real. Okay. Well, I'm on record saying that I, I just, I don't know anything. Grasp on it in my brain. Of course. It's just a bunch of loose chop meat. And I, that's what time <laughs> is. We have no idea what's forward and backwards. You know what I do believe? I do believe that believe? little kids are connected to the other side. I oh, think yeah. they're really little kids yes, because they Robbie. just came. They just came. They're through the so door. fresh. Yes. Yep. Well, I will say this. I saw my family yesterday and my cousin was telling me that he he was telling me this story. So my uncle passed away and he died on the same day as his grandfather died 25 years prior. And my cousin was like, oh, this is kind of freaks me out. And he tells me this whole story about how when he was a small kid and he was living in my grandma's house that he would see my grandpa when he would go in the middle of the night. And he told me he tells me this whole long 10 minute story. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> I just didn't know what to say to him. He's like 15 now, but he was telling me he's like, yeah, I get really freaked out. I think there's ghosts in my house. I think I brought them Robbie, with me. Robbie, I'm his, like, gran his grandpa just died. You gotta <laughs> no, I just didn't know. Yeah, his grandpa technically just died, <laughs> but he had seen been seeing his great grandpa. I believe someone would tell you such a compelling story and you'd be like, yeah, OK. Yeah. I was no, I was empathetic to him. I was just like, Jesus I was Christ, just Robbie. didn't know what to say. What are you supposed to say you don't when have a, a child tells ghost you a ghost? I'm sorry. Uh, you ask some of them some questions about what happened. And yes. it definitely probably happened. I don't know. I had a ghost encounter as a child. What was it? So I was like, uh, I was an emotional kid but I wasn't really allowed to show emotions in my family. And so it was all under the surface. And so, um, well, it's basically just like if you were, if you showed emotions and you weren't taken seriously, you know, it's like make oh, your okay. argument to me in a rational way. What's wrong with you? Okay. But um, so my parents noticed that I really didn't like sleeping in my room. And I would tell them repeatedly that I was just like really scared in there. Me and my sister both had intense phobias of the dark. We didn't like to be left alone in, in the dark at all. No. And so I slept in my sister's room uh, because I was too afraid to be alone. And then to punish me sometimes, if I did something, they would make me sleep in my room alone. And so no. oh, when wow. I was in there, one night I heard something. Like I remember I felt something in the air around me. And then I heard, I said, hello into the darkness. And then I heard, hi, whispered <gasps> back really low. That one's more disputable. But the second one is that one night I was 
made to sleep in that room. Not disputable. Crying. Not disputable because they said a different word back. If it was hello, hello, then I would have <laughs> like said. An but, echo. Yes. The world's most delayed echo. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> in an enclosed space. In a room that's never had an echo. Hello, hi. Is that ha- hello? What's up? What's going on? Is this a ghost? Okay. So I, I believe I was, you. But what I'm saying is like to the skeptics, I was so worked up that night. Like, okay. And also I was falling asleep. So maybe I heard something. But one night I was crying and I was crying and crying because I was thinking about um, something had happened combined with the fact that like so much of my dad's family had already passed away that I didn't get to know them. And I was so sad. And then I felt my bed go down and someone start rubbing my back, which wasn't that weird because like my dad would check on us in the middle of the night. He's hyper vigilant as a man. Um, Basically Liam, Liam Neeson from taken is my dad. No, in ways that I won't go into on this podcast, but it's very, very similar. He'll to just my appear in your bedroom. Story. Well, no, not not in the sense that I was kidnapped once, but FBI? no, he wouldn't show up in my room. Yes, he was on the the oh HRT. God. He was on H, which is the hostage rescue team. We don't have to go into okay, it. Okay, we won't go into it. Oh give my you God. an idea, I'm... like he would check on us in the middle of the night. And so I felt my bed go down and I sensed that it was my father. And so I, he rubbed my back. I fell asleep. And the next morning I went down to breakfast. I was like, um, I'm sorry for uh, like waking up in the middle of the night. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, you came in my room. I was, I was um, crying. I'm sorry. And he was like, I didn't come in your room last night. Stop. And I swear it was my grandma who was very close with my dad who passed away when I was four and I felt his energy, but I, you know, just because it felt like my father's love in a sense, I think it was my grandma. (gasps) Genuinely. Oh my God. I believe, I mean, I, Robbie doesn't believe now. I feel like an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Why? I was a dramatic kid for, for Robbie's little cousin that, that whose grandpa just died. It goes, ghosts are real. Nothing happens after you die. I mean, he goes, you're just fucking worm food, okay? He kept going yeah. off this kid. Fuck you. No, no, no. no, yeah. no. He goes, uh, we are just vessels and we are empty, okay? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, I had a lot of death around me as a kid. And then, you know, I used to have um, pre, like, I don't know, like premonition dreams. Pre-cop. I, you were a pre-cop. Yeah, but once again, I don't believe people can see the future per se. But, like, I had an aunt who was diagnosed with cancer and she was single and lived in Atlanta, like not close to us. And I had a dream one night that she told all of us that she was pregnant at a dinner and she came up for a surprise visit three weeks later. And at a big family dinner, she told us that she was pregnant and everyone was shocked. And like, why would she be pregnant? Because she, oh God, she's, um, <laughs> something fell on my wall, but um, she's going through chemo. Yeah. Also, she's presumably single to all of us. Yes. Why would I know that she was, she was also in her forties. Like. This is scary. This I is, had a dream and I I've had, saw I think it. I've had dreams that have come true. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. As corny See, as that sounds. He's jumping on the train. That doesn't sound corny. I know. As soon, when you start talking about ghosts, anyone that says they don't believe always has the craziest story of them all. I know they're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like, yeah, one time someone came down and smacked me in the face and then <laughs> dumped my wallet on the ground. But, you know, I think it might have just been a FDR impersonator or something like <laughs> yeah. the man looked exactly like FDR. I swear, it definitely couldn't have been a ghost. I think that someone dressed up as my uncle that died and he showed up <laughs> and then he told me all these secrets about my family. But I'm sure I must have written them on some sort of Tumblr back in the day or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. Wait, I, I want to hear Robbie's dreams and then I want to hear your ghost stories. Robbie, tell me your dream. My dream. I can't remember. And, and listen to me. But I think baby, I just remember baby, things. Baby, I better be in this <laughs> shit, baby. OK, <laughs> my baby boy. <laughs> Would not surprise me if Robbie had dreams anticipating that me and Sebastian would the do a lewd shit together. you say to him on this podcast. <laughs> no, I say nothing. You should. Robbie's the problem. Every when time I out. listen, I <laughs> cannot believe what he allows you, what he puts up with, like the no, level he allows it to get to. I'm like, Robbie, what the what the fuck? When it's Rob- I do no. say that I'm like, at some point, I do need to step in because I think the audience is probably like, what is going on? With it Sebastian sounds like right a now. toxic workplace environment when I hear it sometimes. I'm like, oh, my no, God, that man not, is harassing you. No, he no, doesn't get paid a dollar, so it's not a workplace. <laughs> I can harass him all I want. Okay, that's, my- that's what that's his justification. OK, my sweet baby boy, go ahead. T- t- no, t- I think story. I don't I can't remember specifically, but I do remember being like, oh, yeah, I as a kid where like things would happen where I dreamt them beforehand. Yeah, I guess. But uh, is that opposite? Deja- yeah, deja vu, I guess. No, I used to get like deja vu that would make me like stop walking. Yeah, me when too. I was little. You know what the theory on deja vu is? That your brain is just picking up on really tiny subliminal uh, things. I don't, yeah, that's that's the real theory. But oh, you is, want the fun, the, the, the fun one? This is the fun one <laughs> that we are just continuously living our lives over and over again. And so uh, sometimes we'll remember that we're repeating the life that we were living because we just are constantly repeating and trying to fix the mistakes that we're making. So then we have deja vu of those moments that might have gone different in all alternate universes. I like that one, but it always makes me sad when it's like if there's a time period where a large amount of people suffered, I'm like, oh, God. Those people are suffering endlessly. Sure. Well, do you? I also kind of believe that we are all one person. Whoa. I don't... This is. <laughs> I oh, tell I me swear. more, A-chan man. <laughs> I, I've only done acid one time, okay? And it wasn't even good. I just slammed. Well, right you know, it stays in your system after you dig it, dude. You crack your neck, you could get high. I know. When I was a kid, I, my mom would go, ah, she would go, I have a migraine. I go, no, that's an acid flashback. I would constantly be, be as like a little boy, say my mom was having acid flashbacks. She hates that joke. But you know what? <laughs> Sometimes we got to drag mommy a little bit, okay? <laughs> Um, what fun language on this podcast <laughs> to say drag mommy baby boy sometimes we gotta drag mommy <laughs> I don't want to call her mommy I call her mom uh, no but, I like it I like it keep going uh, so um, there's this idea that we are all one person and that's it's through a simulation that we are playing all the characters in the world. And so any pain that someone is feeling, you are causing that pain and you are the one providing that pain, which is confusing. But it's I think it's more of an idea to be kind to people, yada, yada, um, that like uh, you don't want to spread that you want to spread kindness to people because we all all one person. Nothing funny about this. <laughs> Honestly, when you said ghosts, I said this is great, but I have nothing funny to say about ghosts. You don't have a funny ghost story? Uh, well, when I was a little kid, I used to um, 
I used to have all these. This isn't funny. Um, oh, this is I could. This one's funny. Quick. My my dad was telling me a ghost story before, and he goes, "Oh yeah, uncle, uncle, uh, uncle blah blah was tell was saying that he saw ghosts. He was telling my grandpa, oh yeah, I think dad comes and sees me. I think dad comes and sees me." And then he just realized that it, his toilet was broken and just kept on flushing on its own. <laughs> so it wasn't his father. He just thought his dad kept on coming to his house and flushing his toilets. He goes, dad loved flushing the toilet. It's definitely dad visiting <laughs> me as a ghost. flushing. See, the that's toilet. the sad part. That's the saddest part that he attributed his father with the sound of a toilet flush. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's something going on there. Someone told me that and that was their only evidence. I'd be like, uh, get therapy. And yes. also... Oh get a look at that toilet you know I like, know. and the toilet was just broken and then they fixed it and everything was fine yeah i See, think i don't believe in ghosts because the main advocate of ghosts my one friend growing up <laughs> would give bad arguments i'd be like no this is clearly not he would like show me pictures and it would just like clearly just be the camera had a little spot or like the reflection oh, of a camera and he'd be like he'd be like this is a ghost he'd be like this is a ghost or i would go to his house and he'd be like yeah there's a ghost here that lives here would, he would have like crazy ghost stories that i was like this is a little but bit too you had far a pathological liar best friend we well, he all was have saying, them yeah. yes i was them <laughs> Oh my God, were you really? I was, yes. I was a little lying boy. I was a little lying boy. I used to lie all the time as a little kid because it's that's why I'm drawn about to what? What do you mean yeah, about clearly. what? Clearly, I What would you you just lie about everything? I used to. My mom loves it. This story. I would drive by a house. I go. It took 15 people to build that house, mom. And my mom would go. We never been in this neighborhood. Why are you talking about this damn house? I one time told my teacher that I wanted a cruise ship, and and I never even seen a cruise ship at this point in my life. I go, yeah, me and my family want a cruise, and a shark bit the cruise ship in half, and then we had to swim back to shore. I, you know, what gets gets to me when a child lies to me and they're bad at it. <laughs> yes, that was and me. Like, I was extremely bad at it. And maybe I, I was a pretty good babysitter, but I think it's because I would do things like this. I go to the child and I say, look, that's not a good lie. And if you're going to lie to me, make it good. <laughs> you know, you're never going to be as good as me, clearly. Yes. So get it together. Nothing infuriates me more. Because then I look at the, the child. <laughs> this is once again a child that I'm yes. talking to like oh. this. I'm like, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> <laughs> How dumb do you think I am that I believe that? Do we want to be creative? I see no one. Everyone just said, sure, sure, Sebastian. And then my lies never got better. So I'm happy I'm not a good liar now. Yeah, that's you're, you're a creative. <laughs> you're good at making up creative scenarios on the fly. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you for the eloquent <laughs> way of saying that sometimes I fib on the pod. But I, everything I say is a complete. <laughs> no, I mean, you do it on stage. You would do like, of course, you found a course. different way to lie in a funnier, more creative way. Let me tell you this, Sid. My grandfather, he died before I was born. Okay. He died when my mom was pregnant with me. Okay. Oh, wow. And um, I was born. And after I was born, I started talking about my grandpa. And I would have all these details about his life that I should not know. I was able to recall things from his past and his life that I should not know. Are you being serious? Are I you... swear to God. I, I know it's actually okay, like basically like you transitioned he went up and into... went to work and was hardworking. It was transition from saying I'm a pathological liar to telling me this. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been a very believable, heartfelt story, but you prefaced it with, yeah, I used to lie about anything. I know. I know. I should have never said that. OK, but I swear. No, this was real because I'm not even the one that tells the story. My mom tells it. OK. And so 
my mom sometimes believes I'm her father. <laughs> what do you think about that family dynamic? <laughs> what do you think about that family dynamic, Simnick? <laughs> that my mom thinks that she gave birth to her daddy. Mommy gave birth to daddy. What do you think about this life I live? Okay. And daddy's living downstairs. That daddy's Baby, son, daddy's that son. empowered you to just make shit up. Baby daddy is, is in mommy's house now. Okay. <laughs> very confusing. This Thank is you. Very confusing. I don't know why you tell a child that. <laughs> like, hold that belief to yourself. <laughs> like, talk about it with your husband, maybe. But, like, did that make you feel weird as a kid? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I used to have panic attacks and just scream because I was, and I would say I had bad thoughts because I couldn't, I, I, I was scared about dying and what would happen to me after I was dying because all this information was given to me. Mm. <laughs> I will say this. I will, I will say this. And this is it. There was a lot of death in my family. I did not a lot, but there was some death in my family when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember when my grandma died. This is possible cut. This is possible cut territory, Robbie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I remember when my grandma died and it was my mom's mom. And so my mom's dad is already dead because remember my mom's, my mom's dad is mm-hmm. me. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's yes. just remember that. And my grandma died and I'm actually in the, I'm living right now in the apartment that she, I, she lived in when I was growing up. Right. That's okay. where I am because they in a, like a two family house or whatever. And she died. And this is the type of person my mom is. She looked at me and my grandmother just died. And she goes, I'm an orphan now. <laughs> that was the first word she told me after my grandma died. How old were you? 10? <laughs> she turned to her 10 year old son and said, I'm an orphan now. I said, Mommy, you have me. And then my mom tells a story that she thinks so cute and funny. That I because I went up to her, I go, Mom, when you die, don't worry. Whatever, whoever I marry, I'll just call their mom mom. And my mom thinks that story is so funny. That story's not funny. That's a story. That's to me, that's a story of a little boy trying to position his life that he doesn't have to live without a mommy. Okay. <laughs> okay i think my mom's dying literally once a week or twice a week because she screams so loud upstairs <laughs> how many times have i had to stop doing something robbie to run upstairs to check to see if my parents died a lot a lot this is not even the lights i've had to stop many a times because i thought someone died in my house just because of the level of emotion that's happening in this house. i don't think you're lying i just it's just so much that you just said i know i gave a lot of information so much to process. <laughs> yeah, so I'm my mommy's daddy. Wow. So I do. I guess I'm my mommy's daddy. <laughs> it's me. Your Is that the daddy. title of the episode? Who knows? <laughs> um, it it definitely got to go in the description. It definitely has to go um, in the description. Wow. That's absolutely wild. I, my little cousin who, okay. um, whose mom was the aunt whose pregnancy I uh, saw in a dream. Um, she passed away two years after giving birth to my uh, cousin. And oh. so she was being raised by my grandparents. And I remember when she was little, frequently she would say these things that were really disturbing. Like when you talked about, oh, 15 men built this house. And your mom yeah. was like, you've never been here. She would do that, but she'd come to our house and she'd be like, this house was built in 1999, right? And we'd be like, yes. No one told her that, though. This is this is the connection I'm talking about between the other side, that the gate was just closed. 
Exactly. And also that her mother was the one to pass. And we'd ask her how she'd know these things. She'd be like, oh, mom told me. Like we'd find videos on our phone or iPad that she had like, you know how kids like take things and they make videos and then you watch them and you're like, oh my God, are they okay? I'm going to sure. go look up doctors. But um, she- <laughs> you, Sydney, you hate children a little bit. Let's just get it out there. I treat them like- I get adults is not the right word, but I'm not going to talk to them like they're a kid. No, like, I know. Get on the subway with a kid and they'd be like, I don't want to sit next to you really loudly. And I'd be like, well, I don't want to sit next to you. I guess we're both unhappy, aren't we? <laughs> is no right because of your time to- as a camp counselor? No, as a babysitter and nanny in New York, which is what I did when I first moved there while I was auditioning and stuff. But what, um, ha- what happened with the video? So you're looking at... Oh, yeah. yeah, no, she'd make videos. Yeah. Being like, I talked to mommy today and she said this, just like singing little songs. She wow. we'd bring her a backpack from like Target and maybe she's like four years old. She'd be like, was this twenty seven ninety nine? We'd be like, yes. And there was just things that there were no there's no way for her to know. And she'd talk about seeing her mom some days. Yeah. Just weird stuff. But also she was she's a very weird kid um love her is she ever listening she's listening it's great she's listening um, we have a very she's had a therapist from a young age is all i'm gonna say that's that's sometimes needed and nice yeah it is very nice i'm glad that she has it yes there were scarier moments like when she'd have a play date with another little girl and my aunt would my other aunt who was raising her at that point would come Uh into the room and she'd be like where is so-and-so and she'd be like oh i don't know I don't know where she is. And then my aunt would hear muffled knocking and yelling from a trunk in my cousin's closet. No, no. Yes. Two closed doors. It was was bad. Wow. But funny. I used to hide in my sister's closets and pop out at them. So. God, you're a terror. I am. I was. I, I'm actually such a I, I've evolved. I, I, I've evolved so much. I'm finally blastoid. You know what I mean? I, I, I fucking blastoid. <laughs> blastoid. It's not even the name of the He's Pokemon. trying to say a Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Robbie. Blastoise. So um, we failed in many ways in this moment. Yes. Yes, of course. I've never said a, I, anytime I say a reference, I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I, I I had a long running thing where I would talk about Harry Balafonte and then uh, Robbie Robbie said, oh, look, do you see? Do you know this Harry Balafonte song? And I go, Harry Balafonte is not who I thought he was. And it was one of the, <laughs> the only three references I used to do on this podcast. <laughs> wow. So I'm flawed in that regard. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think that no, I used to hide it. My sister was very scared of ghosts, So I would tease mm. her and I would utilize that to scare her a little bit. Okay. Well, okay. I'm not gonna pass judgment on Child Sebastian. Thank you. I've, I, uh, you know, he dealt with being his mommy's daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I do think that it is, um, something that, like, I think that as a a man, I struggle admitting that I believe in ghosts. Mm. I think that it's something that is kind of like judged, like, I feel I, I in some sense, I'm jealous of how open women could be like, I'm, I believe that someone like someone visited me and was present with me. And I don't think that especially in Staten Island. Right. So you never watch Long Island Medium. And it's like the dude, the father, unless the, unless it's like a season finale. 
You know what I mean? Unless it's just, if it's a man, it's a season finale. But I am like, I wish I could be more open and vocal about how much I believe in ghosts. Well, I think a lot of like uh, the spiritual nature of this is like, the reason these people are still connected to you and showing up to you is because you had such a deep feeling for them and uh, they were so connected to you. And it's very hard for men to talk about their feelings in general. And yes. so to talk about something that's not only like very polarizing, mm -hmm. but also for that thing to be based around, like, I loved this person so much, or I had such a connection to them and to the energy of the world that I am like still seeing them. Yeah. How are you going to do that easily? You're so right. It's like, uh, I can't even, I can't even call my friends a uh, baby without people judging me. You know what I mean? Who did that? <laughs> that's so rude. No, I, honestly, that's the third time I called them my friends. So I know I was about to say, like, <laughs> the difference here is that I've never that really heard you me. referred to Robbie as your friend. Yeah, we'll see. He's, this he's is like, like, you know how when they you'll see on TV shows that people have like a platonic romantic relationship. That's mm -hmm. what you two feel like to me. A little bit. Yeah, there's a little bit of hate, a little bit of love. You know, it's, it's yeah. nice. It's cute. We just check in. But the other day he called me and I was half asleep. I was asleep and I, it was the first thing in the morning. And and, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I go, I can't fucking do this. I can't do this. I had to tell him I can't do this because we're both in bed groggy. And he's just kind of trying to say, what are you doing to me? Like, what? anything fun going on? And then I called him a couple hours later. I was like, what's up? I go, sorry, bro. I just couldn't handle that. And he goes, no, you're right. <laughs> That was that was wild. It was like it was kind of like pillow talk, I guess. Only virtual. <laughs> Sounds like pillow but talk. Yeah. Usually Sebastian is up earlier than me, so I wasn't anticipating you being in the same mental state as me. But <laughs> so you when you watch like scary movies and stuff, do you guys mm -hmm. are you you're like, oh, this is really scary because ghosts are real and like this could happen to me, like. How does your because I don't I would never get into my friends growing up would love scary movies. We would go every Friday to see scary movies. And I'd be like, I really can't get into this because I I don't believe I don't buy into this. Like ghost movies. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Sydney, um, do you know you scary movies? It well. <laughs> they go, yeah, you just, they make you go boo on the inside, you know? No, well, sometimes it's like a uh, flight plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes okay. thrillers. Don't have ghosts, I, but yeah, specifically ghosts. I mean, I had a really overactive imagination as a kid, so it was scarier to me more so in the sense that my mind could take it anywhere. You know, if something really scared me in a movie, maybe I would have dreams about it for the next like month. Yeah. I was a really anxious kid. I slept with, I got a chemistry set when I was 10 and I started sleeping with the scalpel under my pillow. Stop. And my dad would come into my room to check on me and he would find the scalpel and then he just put it back in the kit. No question. We never talked about it. Just the what? fact that I had a knife under my pillow. Yeah. And no, we never cool. talked about it. This and I told like him recently. Pretty little lie shit. <laughs> it's I don't know what it is. It's like a Hunger Games or some shit. Like, who did I think was going to attack me in my suburban home? But yeah. I was like, why didn't I get tested for anxiety? I know. <laughs> I think nobody worried. Thing. No one. No. You know what? We were. We are the last generation that uh, hopefully can, we won't see help as little kids, you know, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. But how did we even get on this topic? When you were um, when you were babysitting, do you model any of your characters off those babies, off the people that you were babysitting? 
Um, oh my god! <laughs> not the I not the most recent family I worked for. Okay, that's um, good. they were truly wonderful. Uh, the children were mean to me, but they were also very funny, which is why I didn't mind. Sure, because like they were making me work too. Like I got funnier just being around them because they were little comedians. Um, but her friends, like the mom's friends, mm. uh, and then the stepmom of one of the families I had worked for before. So I was employed by the mom and sometimes I would have to take the kids like to their father's and then their stepmom's apartment. Okay. And what neighborhood was this? Uh, this was in Brooklyn Heights. Okay. Uh, and I would take them up to the Upper West Side and Beautiful. then the Upper West Side family moved down to Park Slope, oh. North Slope. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's uh, that type of people. But yes. some of my videos have direct quotes from them like, the kids one time told me that their stepmom had told them a black joke. And I was like, like, why would she tell you that? And they said, oh, well, Ava told this joke. Uh, and uh, we said, that's racist. And the stepmom came in and said, that's not a racist joke. This is a racist joke. Jesus. They had Jesus. a framed flyer from the March on Washington in their hallway. <gasps> they were clearly so proud of it. Like, yes. yeah, my grandfather attended the march. Oh, my God. But but she has to prove that <laughs> she knows racist so wild. jokes. It's insane. Like, they assumed that I was uh, uneducated and also that I came from a poor family, uneducated because I was trying to be an actor in New York. Um, so they assumed I had no money and that I was uneducated. I was like, I have a degree in government and French, so go fuck yourself. Um, it's pretty but good. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a double major and a minor at a really good of your school. Major. This is pretty phenomenal. You might be the most educated person we ha have had on the podcast, Cindy. I doubt it. I don't know. I don't think that's pretty good. Two, two majors and a minor? Yeah, but, you know, it, a lot of this has to do with, like, where you grew up, too. Like, I could do more in college because I had a school that offered AP classes, and uh, I got college credit before I got there, so I could just take a ton of classes that I didn't like beyond the necessary, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I fucked up that. Yeah. I, I was really bad. <laughs> I fell asleep during the AP uh, calc test. I've really? heard about what you've yes. done during testing periods and <laughs> your school is was very different than mine. You yeah, know what? Sebastian went to one of the best high schools in the country. I went to one of the best high schools in the country and they didn't. And when I left, the guidance counselor took me to the side and he said, you and your friends, we've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> That's what the guidance counselor told me. He goes, he goes, it's all a blessing that you're leaving. And now I'm not friends with any of them anymore because- Why have people talked to you like this as a child? I don't know. I, I, you know what I think it is? I think it was because I was big. I think uh -huh. that physically, because I was large, people thought I had a larger in, a mind. Okay. A larger capacity. <laughs> yes, a larger capacity to like understand adult shit. My my therapist literally says she goes, "You were given a lot of information and no emotional support behind all this information." That was a major yeah. major theme in my therapy. Okay, and I I just like so yeah, people talk to me very bluntly like that. Oh my god, this is just <laughs> what's what college did you go to? Uh, William and Mary. In Colonial Williamsburg. I love Colonial Williamsburg. Are no, you kidding you me? Don't. Yes, I've been like five times. I fucking love it. 
I went, we went on vacation to Colonial Williamsburg. We only did Bush Gardens one day. I was doing like all of the little, I loved his, I loved school. I was like the opposite of you where I didn't get a lot of information. I was like very sheltered. And then I was anxious in the real world, but school mm-hmm. I was good at. So I loved like a Colonial Williamsburg is like a school vacation. It's like a field trip with your parents. It's definitely an interesting place. Um, yeah. I remember I was on a date once and I was telling this guy about how there was an internship program where people could learn a trade in Colonial Williamsburg over the course of a semester. Uh And then at the end, they have a final project. Like a girl I knew um, was apprenticing with a wig maker. And so she made like a hairpiece as her final project in the way they would have done in the 1700s. And he said- Not useful at all. No. There's literally no no point. It's a waste of time. I would say a waste of time unless you want to work at Colonial Williamsburg. Truly, like, and if you're going to do it, do something useful like uh, apprenticing with a blacksmith. Yes, a carpenter. Yeah, like- but okay, <laughs> do that sure. weird thing. She was a weird girl, but okay. um, uh, and like not kind, which is why I don't feel bad being like she was an odd girl. Um, <laughs> she was mean. Um, but he asked me, he goes, "Oh, did you do that?" And I said, "No." And he goes, "Why not?" And I was like, "What do you think I would be in Colonial Williamsburg?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my! What do you God. think my trade would be? And then I told him, I was like, "I don't have the mental capacity to be a slave." I was like, you were probably one of those kids that went up to the slaves and was like, do I own you? Oh, my God. Why are you still here? Am my, I in charge of you? I have a question. Were there like yes. people? There in Colonial Williamsburg? No. Way. There were slave actors? There I don't remember this at all. There. They don't have many of them because not many black people have of, the mental capacity. Of course. Jesus Christ. I don't. I, I think that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. I don't know it's what to say about it. It probably shouldn't exist. Yeah. Well, you guys like Colonial Williamsburg. Let me shit on your memory of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, That's you'll never good. take away. I hit the. I hit the big circle with a stick. You'll never take that memory away from me. Okay. Did you really? But I, so I was also afraid of loud noises, so I would be oh, very anxious at Colonial Williamsburg that the guns would go off. But I oh, like school. So I would be like, we need to leave before the cannons go off. Because like, they do go off every go, night. Yeah, yeah, I would be. But, but that was just more, I think, of why I felt comfortable at school. And I felt comfortable because that was like a schooly thing. I can't believe they had slave people working as slaves there. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, have, they have Richmond Town or Restoration in Staten Island, which is like a similar. It's like a very small Williamsburg, basically. And they don't have mm. that. Um. Thank for yeah, white people, good. it's very exciting. Like the, of course. and I mean, working there too for white people is very exciting. Like their training is very rigorous. It's insane. And then when they leave for the day, you'll like see them at Target in their outfit. But because they're still in their costume, they have to remain in character. No. At least in their minds. Fuck them. They're, these are lo- Alice's, these are yeah, losers. losers. Yeah, they're losers. Let's get <laughs> cut to the chase. Just do, yeah, I don't do want improv. to say it. No, um, I will. They're, they're fucking losers that are like, oh, I'm a blacksmith, but I, I can't change to go get a fucking a couple of bags of chips at Target. Holding a phone charger. They're like, no. I don't know what this might be, but maybe I'll put it in my little trolley and <laughs> get it back to the car for mother. Jesus. Like, you, I went to I when I was a kid, I used to have this dream and it was a reoccurring dream about this beautiful seafood buffet. 
right? It was such a mm -hmm. beautiful. Have I said this before, Robbie? No, I just when you said no, beautiful, I didn't think it was going to seafood buffet. I thought you were going to say this person or no, I don't know, no, beautiful goddess place. Yeah. No. Hey, you want like goddess was going to come. You want a joke? My first sex dreams were about I would be on Mount Olympus in, in the in the in the pool with the gods and what like Aphrodite would come over and she would wash me. So those were my first sex dreams. <laughs> You didn't have to tell us that at like any point of any of our lives. <laughs> and that, that I I don't I I guess my first the Greek gods were my first sex dream. Anyways, so there was this beautiful beautiful seafood buffet. And I, I would think about this dream all the time. And, and I, there were king crab legs and galaman, there were mussels and clams. I was I couldn't believe it, right? And then one day I go, "Ma, you know I I always think about this dream I had about about the seafood buffet. And she goes, Sebastian, that wasn't a dream. This was a buffet we would go to all the time when you were a kid. <laughs> so, it was so beautiful in my mind. I was like, there's no way this could be this a reality. Be real. It's oh, called Sebastian. King George's and it's in Virginia. But <laughs> do you know this buffet? No. I think I've seen like, there's like, I used to go to Ocean City, Maryland, like those like speech towns that have these huge, yeah, seafood buffets. And I went Phillips, back to I it. I think is one of them. King George's does sound familiar. I went back to it as an adult, and it was very disappointing. I can't <laughs> oh so I hope I never go back to Colonial Williamsburg. It was literally so disappointing. It was just like there was this big fake pirate ship in the middle, and then you just got a bunch of gross seafood around the edges. Oh, that's so. When this story started, I thought it was going to be another premonition dream, and it turned out to be way sadder than anything I could have imagined. The opposites. I don't I don't even know what my own reality is. So who am I to say <laughs> if ghosts are real or not? That's a good point. I mean, my family, my mom's family is Creole. And I don't know what you know about Creole people, but it's basically the religion of it or the ethos of it is that they took Roman Catholicism mm -hmm. and then um, slave magic and spirituality yeah. and merged it together because Creole people are the people from New Orleans who were black, uh, indigenous and French. Okay. And so I'm sure like, did you did you watch Princess and the Frog? I know uh, I missed that one. Sebastian, you <laughs> as a grown man in your 30s should be watching every animated movie. <laughs> That comes I, out. I know. I miss I miss Princess and the Frog. You know what? I watch more than you think. I, I watch more than you think. So I'm actually kind of <laughs> sad. I, I, I can't speak to this. But I know it's about um, um it's just big into New Orleans culture and there is a lot of like Creole stuff in it, but it is very accepted in the Creole culture that like people could have premonition dreams and people could see ghosts and like if you said that to an adult as a child, they probably believe you, but just brush it off because it's not a big deal. Like whatever. Sure. Yeah. So does everybody like go away. Yeah. That's interesting. My mom has pre premonition dreams as well. And she'll just talk openly about it. How did you not bring this up earlier? Because I dragged mommy so much already. So I, <laughs> I didn't want to. It's not a drag. No, she would, she would say, oh yeah. She would go, Auntie Aunt Iris came to me last night in my dream and she sat on the edge of the bed and she was wearing this dress. And then she would call and she's like, oh, Auntie Iris just died. Like the next day, like the next day she would find out that that person died in my, like all the time that would happen to my mom. Like someone would, she would see them in the middle of the night and then the next day they would be dead. 
I don't know why you took so long to share this particular fact, <laughs> which is so closely related to the things we were talking about earlier and is so yeah. <laughs> shocking. It's it's like those go. It's like what I said before. People that like you don't think believe in ghosts. They'll be like, oh yeah, this this thing. It's exact. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> but she doesn't believe in ghosts. No, she does. She does. Okay. There was so in my grandma's apartment that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an indentation on a piece of paper after she died that said, uh, like, next to where she would write the phone numbers, and pressed down, it said, "I love you." But it was in her handwriting after she died. They found it on a piece of paper and she would never write. I love you just next to the phone, like because that's where she would write people's phone numbers as or like a message. That's it's, creepy. It's kind of creepy. That is creepy. your mom's family is Swedish, correct? She, yes. They're big into um, mythology, aren't they? Um, You know what? This is sad. I don't know much about Swedish culture. <laughs> Oh yeah. no! Yeah, Italian. Because it's not cool to be Swedish on Staten <laughs> Island. Cool to- <laughs> you are one of the most Swedish-looking people I've ever seen. I know. I know. You Isn't look like it- your name is Sven. I. My dad, used to look- call- <laughs> my dad used to call me that. Sven. My dad used to make fun. He goes, "Okay, Sven." He used to make fun <laughs> of me because my dad, when he was younger, looked like Al Pacino from Serpico. You know, <laughs> he's like a tall, skinny Italian man with a, like a big beard, and he used to call me Sven. I guess because. I don't know. He he was disappointed. I wasn't more Italian looking. <laughs> That's you projecting. I, I think so. I don't think no, he's definitely. disappointed at all. <laughs> no, he's disappointed. Okay, Malcolm X. <laughs> you read that autobiography. Um, no, Except but his uh, dad liked him the most because he was the lightest. <laughs> and that's really? why Malcolm's mom hated him. Because Malcolm's mom was like a very, very light skinned black woman who hated yeah. herself. And so when she saw Malcolm come out, she was like, ugh, gross. What? Wow. Yeah. No, this is read I did the, not... listeners read the autobiography of Malcolm X. I haven't read it. That's okay. I think we got that. After Have time. <laughs> watch Princess and the Frog. <laughs> the, the bar was at Princess and the Frog and uh, yeah, so we're not, we didn't have high expectations. I haven't read Malcolm X's autobiography. <laughs> I have to also, admit. it's, yeah, just do it uh, in the future. That's cool. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. No, I know. Totally. Uh, totally. I, I just started reading again. So I definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely put it on my list. I'm reading I'm Malcolm Gladwell, though. I'm reading Malcolm Gladwell. Just move down the, the list of Malcolms. I, I'm making through the Malcolms. I'm doing all the Malcolms. Malcolm in the middle. I'm reading all the scripts <laughs> first. So maybe after Malcolm in the middle, I'll hit the Malcolm X. Okay, sounds good for you. Yeah, that order of events sounds, yeah, sounds no. right. Um, but we were talking about your mom's insane death well, omens. Well, and also, so my my momo died. That's what we called her, momo. Momo. It's more and more. It's short for more and more. White people have the weirdest yep. grandparent names, but please well, continue. That's Swedish. That's a Swedish. Uh, more and more? More and more is a Swedish word. Okay, now so, I understand. And so I couldn't pro- we couldn't pronounce R, so we would just say mumu <laughs> when we were kids. And so that stuck. And so my mumu- I go was... back to my statement. <laughs> yes, <laughs> couldn't pronounce R's when he was a kid, as if his R so pronunciation today is, is phenomenal. Mumu. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my R pronunciation is is phenomenal now. Okay. Yeah. Water. No, no, still can't pronounce water. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> um, you never had a chance. 
I didn't. I didn't. Um, so when my mum died, that they uh, it was right by Christmas time came around, and all of a sudden my there was a shoe that was on my tree, and the shoe somehow my dad heard like a noise downstairs, so he went down where I am now, where she used to live, and he's like, oh, I thought I heard a door open, but nothing, and went back upstairs, and the shoe, an ornament on the tree that was a shoe, was in the middle of the floor, sit uh, placed upright. It wasn't like it, it, it's he said it was too far to have fallen. It was on the other side of the room. And so he's like, ah, whatever. Who knows what that is? He hung the ornament back up. And then him and my mom the next day were sitting on. Sitting at the dining room table. OK. And um, what just happened? Sitting, why did you pause you okay? so much? <laughs> I paused because I thought I was going to burp. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then I pretended like I was getting emotional. You made it sound was... like your parents were like having sex on the table or something. Yeah. No, My but... parents were on <laughs> sitting at. I thought I was going to burp. And then I was like, I was like, don't you dare smash. So I held it in. No, my but my parents they they were wild with their sex life. They they used to have this furry <laughs> leopard thing that they would hang on their door, and, and and they would put it on and it said "Do not disturb." They would hang a "Do not disturb" sign on their door, and they would make a whole. My mom would have one cosmopolitan, and they would it was uh, I'm taking out the sign. It was a whole big joke. Anyways, but that was a joke. That's not real. Um, <laughs> what? Anyway. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. I just found out my dad's started listening to the podcast too. So I don't know why it's <laughs> I've been the worst behaved I ever have. Um so they're sitting at the dining room table and my dad goes, my dad goes, I don't know. I, it was kind of weird that I was on the other side of the room. And my mom goes, Yeah, do you think that's my mother sending a sign? As she says that, that shoe falls and flies across the room again. I believe it. I believe it too. Robbie's skeptical. Know, I think, <laughs> I think something really wild would have to happen to me for me to fully buy into ghosts. Well, that's why they'll never show themselves to you. Exactly. You, you need to be open. I need to be yeah. open to them. Yes. My dad's um, parents who got together when my grandma was 14 and my grandpa was 20. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, not great. No. Um, <laughs> so she got kicked out of the house and after that happened, um, they used to just hang out with his friends a lot. And apparently his job was playing baseball all day. Like he didn't really do anything. He was okay. kind of a fuck boy. Yeah. Uh, but one weekend, they and another couple decided to go stay in a cabin. And they separated the couple. So the two girls slept in a bed and the two guys slept in a bed in different rooms. And the women in the middle of the night heard, actually, no, the men in the middle of the night heard shoes clattering together in the corner uh-huh. of the room and they both woke up and were like what is that and then all of a sudden a pair of shoes went up and then down like off the ground and then clattered back no. and the two dudes were scared and then they waited there a second and the shoes did it again and so they ran out of the room and the shoes started to follow them and they burst what? into the girls room what? and they jumped in their beds and they were so freaked out and the women were like, what happened? And the shoes were like in the middle of the hallway, weren't moving anymore, we're fine. But according to my grandmother, the men were like skeptics. Uh, and so the fact that they got so scared to the point where they ran into their rooms and couldn't yeah. explain what had happened showed my grandmother that 
like she was like it must have been really freaky yeah what happened yeah and that's yeah. just a what it's just crazy how the ghost stories are only getting better and better they're only becoming more and more except realistic Robbie's. except robbie's which he goes i had a premonition when i was a kid i can't remember a single fucking detail about it <laughs> but i swear i i swear i could see the future i don't remember any of it i used to be uh, oh my god i couldn't walk when i had deja vu it stopped right there but no i can't remember a single time i had deja vu <laughs> it's good like that i have i have i have a question about if you were a ghost mm. would you try to visit people or would you or would you just do your own thing and where, what would you visit who would you visit if, if they asked right? me to interesting like I think I used to be really paranoid when I was a kid because I was worried that I was being watched all the time. Like I was I was raised Catholic, too. So it was of like, course. oh, my God, what if oh, my angel is watching me right now? You sure, know, sure, like sure, shit sure. like that. And so. Um, like. Uh, there there were times when I was a little kid where I was so upset that I would. Have you seen Lilo and Stitch? Uh, you know what? I want to say I have, but I don't I'm not a I Disney have. freak, so I'm not going to break this up again. It's just basically that the little girl, in the movie, uh, the whole premise is that she's so lonely. She just wants a friend. Okay. Her parents have just died. And so when I was a little kid, I just wanted like someone to come down and like make me feel OK. As I was so sad and no ghosts ever came to me when I asked like that. Are you kidding me? Did they come to you. Did you ask? And they came to you? No, I didn't ask. Mm, see, I-, I I like feeling a little spooky. I think that I would I think a lot of things were happening to me like I, I told on the podcast like how I used to go to the top of the steps and a, a figure would carry me back to my bed every night alone. Um, I've met Sebastian what? <laughs> so, no, I would go to the top of the steps and I, I would fall asleep and, and a figure would start walking up to the top of the steps and I would say Sebastian don't fall asleep don't fall asleep and I would fall asleep and I would wake up in my bed the next morning and I would ask my dad I go dad did you carry me back to bed and he said no and I said that the man carried me back again. So I was getting there was a lot. Why are you being touched by ghosts so much? (laughs) I don't know. know. Like I used to have really freaky moments when I was a kid, but they weren't touching me all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess I I was a big kid. You know, maybe they thought I was. I (laughs) could not bring everything back. It's my size. You know what? I wish it wasn't the truth, but it's my size. If I was a small kid, I would have run. I was in there. He was just trying to get through. He goes, goes, you should be asleep. This is a nighttime. Get the fuck out of my way. I was just lie at the top of the steps. My God. Did you have a feeling for who it was? Did you like think it was your your grandpa? No, because that's me. But I exactly (laughs) just projecting the self. I think that it wasn't someone nice. It was someone scary. It was a why do you think that? Because I was terrified of them coming towards me. Oh, but that doesn't mean they were bad. My sister also used to see these people that would go into the outlets. Sebastian. (laughs) Every moment I I so many members of your family have such insane stories that you didn't think to bring up up top. I don't know. <laughs> is this your twin sister? My twin sister, when she when we were a kid, she would go, oh, so, uh, she she go the people they fly into the outlets. So she go when you're she goes uh, all at night. I wake up and then all the people fly into the outlets. I don't know. You guys but, were those creepy twins you see in movies. A hundred percent. But yeah, a hundred. Well, I think that I think that she was a little more creepy than me. 
Really? Because you've told you some whoppers of stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, but I didn't. I held them all in. I held them in. Okay. I would hold them in. I would tell my family and they go, no, no, no. So I would hold all these stories in. You didn't know how to talk in. about it, right? Yes, I didn't know how to talk about all these ghost encounters. Mm. Yeah. So what I are you to... supposed to do if a child tells you a, a very earnest ghost story? Who is this question for, Robbie? You guys. <laughs> like your parents dismissed it. But I'm going to do it, one day it. if my if my spiritual child tells me that they had a ghost encounter. Yeah. What will I do? I'd ask them questions about it. it. You believe yes. it? Yes. I think asking questions is a good. I think that's a good response. What is that face, Robbie? As soon as we say yes, you go. No, hmm. I will. T- <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm not having be a better person. either of them. <laughs> I know. Now I know that we disagree about this. No, no, Robbie. I want to be. I want to be a good. I would want to better equip myself to handle these situations than to just completely dismiss it. Robbie, stop trying to make a case to us to be the father of our children, okay? No, no, no. I'm not, trying to be the, I'm not trying to be. Robbie, Robbie. You can't come back from what you said. Please, okay. Robbie. Robbie, I'll I'll let you back in, though, okay? I know. I'll let you back in, okay, baby? I will say, I think a good example is, like, when I was little, I didn't want to sleep in my room, like I said. And my reasoning was I didn't feel like I was alone in the room. And I hated being in the dark because... I knew that I wasn't alone. So that was the reference I made. I said, the room makes me feel really bad inside. Like there's something wrong here. And that's not that crazy to think because one, um, both sides of my family, my dad's family is indigenous as well. And so um, we have a lot of cultures going on that believe uh, in spirits. And then also I'm from Northern Virginia. And so we were living on civil war battlegrounds. And so- the land has a lot of history and my sister and I were both terrified of the dark until we were like 18. Like we had to have like a little like light in the corner or something. Both of us. That's old. Yeah. Because we were so free. And my sister would have little weird moments too, where she'd say shit, but I, I, to be honest, I haven't, I should take more interest in her life. But I know those (laughs) stories. (laughs) I think that there is something to because I would walk around my house and I would always have that feeling that I'm not alone. And I would sometimes well, say I, your I, grandpa's I, inside you. We know that. Who else is there? <laughs> I know. But someone else besides the, the other person inside of me. Right. I would sometimes say out loud. I go, I know you're here. I would say this out loud when I was alone in my house. I know you're here. That was just me telling them. I know I would still run. I would like run up the steps, but I would still say, I know you're here out loud. There's something about thinking how you could hear your own thoughts. That makes me think that other people are here as well. Really? Like, have you ever like just had a thought and do you hear a voice in your head? Yeah, like, I have yeah, like yeah. an internal monologue. Sure. Yes. I think that means that there is another dimension that is happening. This is now I'm I'm a straight off my fucking You're back to a chance. Wait, do you yeah. guys hear do you hear your voice when you think in your head or do you just like visualize the words and you can hear like I don't think I hear it in my voice. Oh, I think I hear it in my voice. Me too. And I see the words too sometimes. It I, does yeah. depend. Interesting. I don't see any words. Hmm. I've not but I'm not a big reader. <laughs> so- Actually, I, I admire your quest to be illiterate. I could Thank be in my house and pretend like I was in the rainforest. Like I would do shit like that. Like I, but I knew not that rainforest I was just imagining. Cafe, just not, an imaginary yeah. one in your head. 
or like a movie. I was in Toy Story. I was in the Toy Story world, or I was in a movie that I liked, or something Robbie, like that. Robbie, Robbie, I could imagine that you're overcompensating. You're We're trying talking- to relate to us because we <laughs> I, talked about trying, having overactive imagination. But I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I wouldn't think that they were. Go- I would like know that I was playing make believe. Interesting. Okay, maybe for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Robbie is just jealous. The the spirit has not um no, selected him. Has not. <laughs> maybe if tonight you say, "Spirit, come to me." We'll see what happens, Robbie. I mean, this house makes a fucking ton of noise that I'm in, and I'm in the middle of the woods, and there's always animals outside, and there's so, a ton of noise that's always going on. So that's when perfect this, time. Yeah. It would be hard to everyone, determine. I don't know if it's accessible to everyone. I don't think I, it's something you can just turn on and like suddenly you're able to feel these things or tune into these vibes. Like, Robbie, it just might not be happening. I think you can you. think of someone who may have passed and like you could feel their energy, but I don't, I think that's me bringing that <laughs> upon myself. I think like I'm remembering that person. Like, if you miss somebody, like if I miss Sebastian a lot, I could think about Sebastian and like, why is that the example? This is wild on the live, bro. I know. I'm just saying you have a big energy. I could like summon someone's energy, but I don't think it's them. I can summon someone's energy. Robbie, Do I sound insane? Yes. He's a warlock. You guys are judging me. We, Sydney and I have been so normal this whole fucking episode and you've been a freak the whole fucking time. Every time you pipe up is with some wild shit. Like, <laughs> it's them. I don't think honestly. it's that person. Like, do I think, yeah, my cousin died. Then you can't say their age, energy. I don't think, but I'll like think of him and like he used to like to smoke. I like could imagine, yeah, I know what he was like, but I don't think it's him. <laughs> so you don't you think you could bring this? You're still think? alive too? No, no, no. Yes, I was just using Sebastian me. as an example because you have a distinct energy. <laughs> Look at you. You've never been more nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm you, just you were just biting your nails furiously, <laughs> Robbie. I did bite my nail. Yes. I guess I'm embarrassed because I you're, guess I don't know. Why are you embarrassed? Let's get uh, Tell me why you're embarrassed. Because you guys are laughing. We're laughing you at you. You pulled this out of nowhere. Yes. And you said something crazy, which is I can summon their energy. I guess when you like miss someone and you think about someone, you don't think you feel a little bit of their We're energy. not talking about missing someone strongly and like getting stuck in nostalgia and accessing those feelings. We're talking about like, you know, I was in Venice, I was studying abroad and two months after my friend passed away in the States, I was in Venice with another friend who we were both friends with this guy. He had passed away. We didn't get to go to the funeral because we were abroad when it happened. We we're both deep in our grief we kept seeing versions of him around the city. That's different. Like he'd like walk in and yeah, we're like deep into grief, but we would all of a sudden, we just like feel something and then we would dismiss it. And then, or I'd see him like in a crowd Yeah. and he'd vanish. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. A hundred percent. That's different. Robbie, Robbie misses, he misses his ex-girlfriends. He just misses his ex. Oh, and he goes, no, no. If I think about no, her hard no, enough, no. I'll feel her energy. No, no. I lost my cousin at a young age and it was like, mm. I can see. I can like, now he's think about now the guilt. Now, now with the he's guilt. trying to reel his no, I'm not trying to really. Okay, him, but no, I think, we'll let him talk. I don't Go think ahead. it's him. I just think I can. I don't know. Well, I don't, maybe you're I'm in like, denial. Yeah, maybe I'm in denial. Maybe you are. It is hard to open yourself up to these things, as I've said. Also, it is 
a weird thing to admit to because sometimes it to some people it will make you sound crazy yeah if you're like i think that my connection to this person endures because energy can't be created or destroyed and so where does it go 100 percent. interesting this is beautiful, Robbie. Interesting. <laughs> Robbie, wow. I have to say, Cindy, you and I look so smart and thoughtful this whole entire episode. And I one of like us looks like a big fucking dummy. Okay. <laughs> Cindy, this is I'm so happy I got to talk about ghosts because usually I feel uncomfortable sharing these stories. And I'm so happy that you are a person that believes as well. Oh, I'm so happy to find myself here with you, a believer, and Robbie, a skeptic who is really a believer in denial. Yes. Um, I didn't know what to expect coming in, and I'm so happy that you had some great stories. I'm so happy you had great stories, too. Is there anything that you want to plug and uh, for all the hotties that are listening? <laughs> um, I don't have anything specific coming up, but if I do, it's probably on my social media, and yes. you can find that at Sydney Battle or at Sid Battle. Beautiful. Please follow Sydney. She is so funny on the internet. Please. She is literally making character videos. Her tweets are so fucking funny. Follow Sydney. Robbie, is there anything that you would like to plug? <laughs> no, just <laughs> our podcast. Okay, Robbie, go ahead. Do it. Last time I went to plug our podcast, I got made fun of because they were like, oh, this is the podcast we're plugging on. But uh, yeah, just keep listening <laughs> to Loud About Nothing. Keep reviewing, subscribing. Me and Sebastian do episodes by ourselves on Tuesdays and guests on Fridays. So please keep listening, reviewing, telling a friend. Thank you, Robbie. That was beautiful. Great. And I Yay. have nothing to plug. Okay. Uh, that's uh, But this was it. This was another episode of <laughs> Loud About Nothing. I just want to say hotties. Thank you so, for, so fucking much for listening. We love you all. Okay, Robbie. Hit the music. Oh, oh.